Hello and welcome to Wake the F*** Up, a podcast about conscious living. I'm your host, Madison Palika, here to explore with you a holistic, healthy, and ethical way of life to help you gain awareness and self-empowerment. I hope to awaken humanity to the reality of the world as well as their own creative potential. Thank you so much for being here, and I love you. Hi, guys. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Maddie. (sighs) I just felt another episode in me today. Um, (laughs) And it's just so crazy how the spiritual and the physical things are so blatantly interconnected right now. And you can... If you're looking the right way, you can see how how the physical world represents exactly the spiritual. And what I'm talking about is this shift from the wisdom of man to the wisdom of God. And, and how I'm just like... All these, all these signs are pointing back to the Bible and to Jesus. And to Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it's still so weird for me to even be hearing from myself. But, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> and I'm not laughing at it. I'm not laughing at the Jesus Christ. I'm laughing. It's just like lighthearted. Oh, I don't know. Something's going on. <laughs> but so the reason that I'm on here is because, okay, so personally, when I started going through what I thought was like my first spiritual awakening, I was like going through some of the new age stuff and like Indian different type spirituality. And I was, I never really liked Kanye before. I always just thought that he was, like, kind of disrespectful. <laughs> Same way as I was with Trump. I didn't like, I didn't used to like Kanye. And then I actually looked into him and I was like, wait, this guy's pretty dope, kind of smart. So this was, I was, like, going through my awakening and I was seeing in him what I was experiencing. Like, he was going through his own awakening and he was calling himself Yandi, and I was like, for sure, love Gandhi, like, love this wave you're on, Kanye, please go with this. Did the album, like, Kids See Ghosts, it was so good, just about being free, and, like, that's where I was, I was blasting that album down the street, like, felt it in my soul, like, blowing my speakers out, I felt it that deeply, I was, like, so happy, but this is when everyone was thinking he was crazy, And I was like, guys, he has so much wisdom. Like, he is totally speaking truth right now. And then he comes up and supports Donald Trump. And I, at the time, did not like Trump. And I was like, "Ah, like, weird. But I, I mean, I've respected him, so I gotta listen. I gotta listen to what he's saying. And even when I didn't agree with him, I was like, this man's gotta know something that I don't. Like, I felt that, even though I knew that we were on, like, conflicting sides or whatever. I was like, hey, he's got to know something. So I just, like, I saved space for him. I just gave him that compassion and was like, I'm not going to call you crazy and I'm not going to call you, like, an Uncle Tom or whatever people call 
I don't know. I wasn't going to be mean. I just wanted to hear what he had to say and support him and see how he evolved. Because I had seen him evolving over my own eyes. And it was just like, I know that people change. I want to see where this is taking him. Whatever. So now that it's like, fast forward, I'm totally more in support of Trump because just like I've listened to Liz Crokin's story, I'm listening to David Rodriguez, who is in the MMA, and he has all these, like, inside sources and insight and then out of shadows, like this guy who worked in Hollywood for years and years and years, and all these things are starting to come out where it's like, wait a second, I think Trump is the good guy. Maybe Kanye had a point. And so now it's like Kanye is running for president and everyone is... (laughs) like blowing everyone's minds are blown like please do not vote for Kanye and it's like the man is so smart he's not running this as a presidential election like he he knows that he missed the deadline to like be on the ballot or whatever like this is not about him really wanting to be president he's just trying to make a splash and get people to listen to what he has to say because (sighs) well because when he gets down to it it's like I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember the time when he went to the behavioral hospital, he came out, his hair was dyed blonde, then he went to talk to Donald Trump. And I had heard from somebody before, like, just this theory that, so first let's talk CIA. (laughs) Oh gosh, so let's talk CIA and how... After Hitler was gone, he had all of these people who were dedicated to him and, like, these scientists, literally, like, mad, evil, genius scientists. And America said, ooh, let's take those. So we did, and we put them in our CIA and our FBI and all these different things. And so we started conducting the same research they were doing with mind control and human experiments. And it was, like, just Nazi Germany, but undercover. So that's been going on in the CIA since way back when. And the CIA created Hollywood to program people's minds and to make us think a certain way of the world and of people and to idolize these stars and just like want to do what they're doing. But these stars a lot of the times are manipulated or or like you'll see people in the music industry talk about how they like are slaves to their record labels. Like I think it really is like some sort of slave labor that we just aren't aware of and also these people are being mind controlled oh my gosh and if you want to talk about mind control I could go off about Selena Gomez and how she was the star in the Disney show called Wizards of Waverly Place and you know the song the theme songs about everything is not what it seems and then fast forward to today you know she's been long off Disney has her own career she gets put in a behavioral hospital, comes out saying she's got bipolar disorder. And I I look up the hospital she went to and go to their bipolar program, and the program is called Waverly Place. And back in the day, this hospital was known as an insane asylum, and they were using the mind control experiments. So, (laughs) trigger warning. People are literally mind controlled, and... So Kanye tweets, everyone knows that the movie Get Out is about me. Get Out is a movie about this family who takes in this black person and then the mom is a hypnotist. He basically traps the the guy's consciousness in a dark room 
where he's looking out of his eyes, but he doesn't have control of his body. That movie, if you look at Jordan, is it Jordan, Jordan Peele? If you look at his movies, just like people would say the the Matrix is a documentary or or they live from the 80s is a documentary, like Get Out is a documentary. It's 1000% a documentary. It even brings up like, oh, this other guy, this black guy at the house who was working there actually matches up with a guy who went missing and like no one's found him. Like that's that's human trafficking. <laughs> that's what's going on. We're like that's why people are rising up because we're finding out about human trafficking and child trafficking. But along with this comes the mind control. Like they can mind control people and Kanye is saying that he's been He's not openly saying it, but, like, what people are coming to the conclusion of, like, all these things he's been tweeting is that he's being controlled by the Kardashians. And when he came out on his platform for his campaign and was saying that they were going to do abortion and then he saved his daughter's life and, and he will never let his daughter go into Playboy and all these things, it's because Kim... Like, we all know she got famous from a sex tape that was leaked. Newsflash was not leaked. It was her mom. Like, Kris Kris Jenner's been the OG manager since day one. Like, she knows exactly how to get people. So she literally sold her daughter's own sex tape so she could get famous. And Kanye's saying over my dead body will that ever happen to my children and so he comes out saying this and now he's talking on twitter about like they're trying to lock me up like and get out <laughs> like <sighs> it's really really intense and people think Kanye is so crazy but i just i feel for him because i've been watching him evolve over the years and like i can understand now why why he made the Jesus is king thing because from what I'm learning about on my study of like Jesus in the Bible is that there is a a god of all gods like the god the creator of everything and there are demigods which are these like lesser spirits so there's like the god of money the god of fame the god of this the god of that they're these lower gods but they're not god and people in Hollywood worship the god of like fame or money or whatever and like these gods require like child sacrifice and these like twisted things and so that's what they do and that's what we're finding out and that's why Hillary Clinton's emails are so such a big deal because it's like not only are these horrific crimes but this is talked about in the bible that like the people who sacrifice their children to Moloch which is what they're doing they're screwed (laughs) and so that's why Kanye came out with his whole album that's you know, Jesus is king. He found Jesus. He is saved. He talks about his testimony, how he's here today because of God. Like, and I even, I even talked in my last episode, like these people are saying that they're saved and this is what having a savior means. Like there's people who are victims of literal satanic crimes and satanic abuse. And like, the reason I think I'm going to drift away from new age spirituality and really embrace Christ is because there's people who like even psychics and this is from a story that I've heard is that there's psychics who like talk to their angels and their guides and their ancestors like these beings of love and light 
But then when they start questioning Jesus, these same angels and guides have turned into demons and start attacking them. And from what I'm learning, it's like Satan, Satan is not just like the plain, plain right there in front of your face evil. Satan disguises himself as light. And that's why it's so deceptive and so tricky is because you think it's light. It looks like light. It feels like love, but it's just a little bit off. It's not quite the real thing. And that's why I'm so fascinated in this thing with Jesus and how all of these problems unfolding in the world are talked about in the Bible. And like, it's Kanye West. <laughs> like, like, how much more real and in your face can you get? It's just crazy. And like, I, I feel for Kanye West because I have my own experience of when I was at Texas Christian University, I was seeing some bad things. I was seeing some scary things going on and I didn't feel comfortable. You know, I was hearing about rape and domestic abuse and like girls literally being beat by these big, scary football players. And then I hear stories of girls who are reporting their abuse to Coach Patterson. And then instead of hearing back from him, he's blocking them on social media or just never responding or giving like, like cookie cutter answers that don't actually help with anything. And then I'm, I, you know, I created my, I, I don't want to give too much information, but I had my own situation going on of somebody who had been raped on by a frat member. And it was just like, okay, there's so many instances of abuse and sexual assault going on. And this was during like Kavanaugh, all, all this political stuff was going on, Me Too movement. So this was like big, big in the light of the of the news of just everybody like it was when I figured out I had actually been sexually assaulted like this was a huge deal and I could see it going on on our own campus and I was like this needs to stop and it was becoming very very personal so I was trying to create a campaign to like let students know their rights to help women who have been sexually assaulted be able to report more easily and feel comfortable that they're going to be anonymous and that they're not going to be retaliated against, you know, like just make a safe environment. I met with the Title IX director. He didn't really do anything. You know, I was even a little bit concerned that the Title IX director was a man when it's, you know, usually women going through sexual abuse and assault and they might not feel comfortable talking to this big scary man. I don't know. There were just a lot of weird things going on. And then to top it off, at my apartment one day, like, my roommate's gone, so I just think, okay, I'll take the dog out. And I go out with the dog, and I just hear this, like, scary yelling and screaming and fighting below me. And literally, the thought I had was, somebody's going to get shot. That was the first thing that went through my head, and I was scared. I was genuinely scared. And then we find out, like... The next day, two days later, or whatever, that that very fight I had heard and was scared of was another football player, the star football player for TCU, um, Kevante Turpin. I'm pretty sure it was Turpin. If it's not, then I don't want to be like slandering or libel or whatever that is, but I'm pretty sure it was Turpin. And he had been assaulting his girlfriend, dragged her across the parking lot, like had already been charged for domestic abuse in another state like had warrants out for his arrest I'm pretty sure and coach Patterson ignored it all and was like oh I didn't know I'm like what and then I'm studying the case of was it oh shoot 
Jerry Sandusky and that whole pedophile ring, right? The pedophile ring. Here it comes up again. We already heard about this one. The whole Jerry Sandusky thing with the team and the coaches in on this pedophile ring, like watching little boys in the shower, all this different stuff. And I was looking, I was reading this in one of my classes and all the signs sounded exactly like my school and Gary Patterson and like this, this warship culture around our football team and our football coach and like the money and status of our school. So there was a lot going on and I was like, yo, I, I do not have a great feeling about this place. So I got really sick. I was dealing with a lot and my physical health couldn't take it. So I got really sick and I got diagnosed with a heart condition. So they're like, we know that that's overwhelming. Come in and talk to us. We're going to set up an appointment with the mental health center just to like make sure that you're not feeling so overwhelmed here. Like we know that you don't have family here. And I was like, cool, awesome. So I'm like coming to terms with everything going on. And I have this moment of empowerment where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to this counselor I'm going to just let everything out. Like, this is my chance. I get to talk about my fear of my health. I get to talk about, like, what I've been coming to terms to with my sexual assault. Like, I get to talk about what's going on on campus. Like, the things that I've been seeing and experiencing. Like, how I feel like the school's not doing anything to help. Like, this is going to be such a good opportunity. So I go into the mental health center, and I'm like... I'm, like, not okay. Like, I was having such bad anxiety that I was almost worried. (laughs) Like, I was having such bad anxiety to the point where I was, like, they're gonna think I'm suspicious. (laughs) Because it was, like, I just had a really bad feeling. And I was, like, sweating. I was shaking. I was, like, turning pale. And I was already injured. I was super thin. I couldn't walk because I had hurt my knee hiking. And I was like, hey, something something weird's going on, but whatever. Like, I'm just going on with my intention, which is to spill all my feelings. So I go in and meet with this lady, and I start telling her all of my stories. And, and she's, like, pissing me off a little bit because she keeps cutting me off in the middle of my stories, for one. Like, I don't think I got to finish any one of my stories. So she didn't really understand what I was feeling. And, like, I just wanted to be listened to, like, to be heard and understood. Like, I thought that the meeting was for me, you know? So she kept cutting me off. And then she's asking, like, well, does your history have a... Does your family have a history of mental illness? And I'm like, what the hell kind of question is that? And I'm like, whatever. Like, she... Like, I trust her. She's a professional here. So I tell her, like, yes... These are the things that go on in my family. And she's, like, scribbling notes. And I was, like... I was, like, feeling weird at this point. Like, she was trying to pin me as mentally ill or something. And I I was, like, hey, like, just to let you know, like, I know that I am really emotional right now. And that these stories sound pretty scary. But, like, I want to let you know, like, I, I'm doing great. Like, I love my life. I, like, feel like I have a lot of meaning in what I'm doing. Like, this is when I was writing my book. So I was telling her how I was, like, getting all this awesome inspiration for my book. Like, just trying to convince her, like, yo, I'm not, like, crazy. I'm not depressed. I'm not suicidal. I just, like, have had a lot going on. And this is the first time I've gotten to talk to somebody. So she's like, okay, we're going to send you to this next room. Like, just wait in there for Miss blah, blah, blah. 
And so I'm like a little bit confused, a little bit put off, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe it's like in doctor's appointments when first you see like the nurse and you kind of tell them what's up and then they write down your symptoms and then the real doctor comes in and you talk to them. I was like, okay, maybe that's what's going on. So they take me to this other room and I see this room and I'm like, what? Like, what the hell? What is this? What's going on here? Because it's like, it's like this room. It looks like a hospital room. And there's like this big padded chair. And I, I like went and sat in the chair. And by this point, I'm like trembling. I'm shaking. I'm having like the worst feeling in my gut. I'm texting like my boyfriend, like saying my <laughs> goodbyes, literally like confessing my love. Cause I'm so afraid that like something's up here. Something's going down. And I'm like, just so scared. So I wait there for forever. And finally this lady comes in and she's like, hi. And I'm freaking the hell out. So she gets in here and I'm like, hi, um, I don't really feel like this last person listened to my story, but like, here's what's going on. And I just like went into an overview of what was happening. And this, this woman made me feel so stupid. And she was like, okay, so you got started here pretty fast. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. I, I, I guess I did. Sure. Like, what's your point? Like, I'm having so much anxiety. And if you're mental health counselors, like, you should know what anxiety looks like, right? So she continues. She's like, hi, I am Dr. Blah, blah, blah from... Mesa Behavioral Hospital. Like, how are you? And she starts going into this whole thing about how I need to go to this behavioral hospital. And, like, she starts telling me the details and goes into it. And I am freaking the hell out. I'm like, these people think I'm crazy. Maybe I am crazy. Is something wrong with me? Why do they think something's wrong with me? What's going on? And so she just tells me that the campus police are on their way and I'm like holy shit like my lunch is in the car I drove my car here it's in the parking lot like what and she was like yeah if you could ask someone to bring you some belongings but no shoelaces or belts at this point I had had it like are you freaking kidding me like you literally you think I'm insane And I, I mean, I was feeling really victimized at the time. Like I was thinking maybe I said something wrong or like said too much or I was being too weird and they couldn't understand me. And like, why did they think I was crazy? So that whole thing happened. Luckily I got out of it. I had to call my mom and like put her on speakerphone. We both had to beg the people to take, like not have the police come for me. I got to go home and they kicked me out of school. I couldn't go back to school and I graduated from home because I couldn't, I couldn't go back to school. They made it so hard for me to get back into school and to finish any of my classes. Like it was literally pure hell, absolutely pure hell. And I had to get an outside counselor to even say like, yeah, this girl is completely fine. She's really overwhelmed. She can definitely go back to school because being kicked out is making her stress and anxiety worse. Like, it was so insane. But so then, time goes on. I've always been pissed at them for this. Like, totally ruined the experience of my senior year. And I kind of held that against them. But I've been... I was just, like, trying to get over it. 
And then this year, I start hearing all of the things about corruption and money and pedophiles and, like, sexual abuse. And then I hear that other girls went through scary experiences just like me, where they had been hospitalized and mistreated. And, like, the school was in on all these things. I had heard stories of teachers dating students. I had heard stories of teachers sending nude photos to students. And I was like, my my school was totally in on it. Texas Christian University, my ass. Nothing about that school is Christian. Like, it has such a dark presence around it, and I could see it. And so it started to dawn on me that they didn't think I was crazy. They knew that I was actively exposing things and talking out about what I had seen and experienced, and I was going against them, and I was talking to teachers and administrators and like at the end of the day I was kind of a threat I was kind of a threat and I think that that's exactly why they sent me to the behavioral hospital or tried to send me to the behavioral hospital oh and I've I've reported this to them and like told them how messed up things were I've I've wrote to them about different people's experiences I literally put together a three-page report of everything that had happened and they told me that there was nothing they could do there wasn't enough evidence of anything and that since I didn't trust their title IX director I would have to hire an outside investigator and that's just where I've left it so I mean it's even scary now to be talking out against them because they really are so rich and powerful but I'm like whatever now's the time this is the great awakening and uh, before I did this, I prayed for Christ to be with me. So I hope that this is all in Christ's plan because, yeah, at the end of the day, it really is a spiritual battle. It's spiritual warfare between good and evil. And I really am truly starting to believe that, like, all you got to do is just accept Christ. And have faith. So. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else to say, but pray for Kanye. Pray for Liz Crokin. Pray for anyone else who's been victims. Pray for the children and human trafficking and sex slavery and slave labor. The people who have, you know, been involved in organ harvesting and adrenochrome and pedophilia and all of these different satanic things that go on. Just pray for everyone and pray. Pray for people to find love and the truth. That's all I'm praying for, loving the truth and for heaven to be on earth. That's my ultimate, that's my ultimate goal. And I still believe we can do that. And I'm starting to think that it really is just through Christ. And that these people who have been face to face with the, d the deepest darkness that I've ever heard of in my whole entire life, for them to have such profound and deep testimonies is... I don't know, just pretty special. Whew. So there goes another off the handle. 
podcast for you. I love you all. And I'm praying for everyone. And that the heaven on earth will be here. Love you. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you... I mean, I don't want to seem like I'm pushing Christ on people. Because I know how that connotation is. So when I... It's like... I want to say I hope that you follow Christ and like do the right thing and do what this podcast episode inspires you to do. But if Christ doesn't feel right, then that's not what I want to express. So do what love would do. If you're in the service of true, pure love and truth and honesty, what would you do? So just sit with that, meditate on that. And yeah, okay going to peace out now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you absolutely loved it and that you got some really good things out of it to apply in your own life. If you want to hear more, I'm really active on Instagram. My username is Madison Palika. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, both under Madison Palika. So hit me up there. I would love to schedule a mentoring session with you or talk to you about course options. I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear what you think about this podcast. Again, I love you. Thanks so much and have the best day ever.